This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Spoonful Magazine. What if your favorite cookbook were to refresh itself four times a year as the seasons change? That's Spoonful Magazine. Get a one-year subscription now at SpoonfulMag.com and receive free shipping with the promotion code SPILLEDMILK. That's SpoonfulMag.com, promotion code SPILLEDMILK. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. <laughs> Quickly. I didn't. I forgot we were on a show. <laughs> he didn't have his headphones on. <laughs> and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any and unless it's Christmas time. Oh, and be- you're on our Christmas list. Which you're not. And today we're talking about holiday cookies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should also say, I meant to use the word holiday a minute ago. I didn't mean to just say Christmas. Oh, I I, I missed. I wasn't paying attention to what oh. you said. I was, <laughs> I was still fumbling with my headphones and waking up from my nap. <laughs> okay, cool. All <laughs> you right. Know, you know, in uh, the night before Christmas when... Uh, All through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Yeah, you know when that happens? You know, the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. Yeah. It's story of my life. I was thinking about the part in the in, with Ma and her kerchief and I in my cap and just settled down for a long winter's nap. They're 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 getting a little afternoon delight in, right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> sure. what it is. <laughs> I bet ah, this has been observed long thousands of times nap. since. Mm. Uh, who wrote that? Washington Irving. Do anymore. people still call it that? Oh, that's a good like, question. Do you text Lori and you're like, "Hey, baby, want to come <laughs> home for some afternoon delight?" And she's like, "Do you mean?" Sunny delight, <laughs> Sunny D. <laughs> yes, we call it. We refer to it as Sunny D, but the D does not stand for delight. <laughs> I got some, I got some Sunny D here for you, baby. Oh yeah, well I got some, uh, some high C. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, seriously, okay. afternoon delight. Does anybody call it that? Maybe I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still I'm thinking like, about do like. Do people use the word quickie? anymore oh boy so afternoon delight i feel like is something you could still say in kind of like a, a nudgy ironic way uh-huh. quickie i don't think anybody says i don't anymore. think anybody and, you know it's like it. a thing it, like if somebody were to nudge me and be like hey want to have a quickie i'd be like just a stranger i'd be like <laughs> no 
<laughs> no, and please stop, stop showing up in my office. Uh, I don't have an office. Yeah, that the whole the whole scenario is is, is kind of odd. Um, uh, yeah, quickie. Like, is that is that a term for like the '60s, the '70s? I feel like it's something an advice columnist would say. Like, or, and it, what would they be advising? Like, how to reinvigorate your relationship? Yes, exactly. Like, like you know, uh, uh, go to bed naked, have a quickie. Um, <laughs> go to bed naked. That, th- this is, is that something people need to be reminded to do? I well, I don't know. Do you sleep naked? Uh, not usually. Do you? I do. Oh, interesting. I didn't used to. I sometimes sleep in a t-shirt. Um, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Interesting. Like I'm trying to move on and think about something else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go over we'll, we'll talk about this more later. Okay, do you want to talk about holiday cookies? Sure, let's at do any it. Time? I mean, not let's not do it. All right. Ooh. So you are a person who makes holiday cookies, or at least have mm-hmm. in the past, because I've I received. I do it every year. Okay, I've received Only a holiday a cookie assortment. <laughs> you, you don't also do it in July? <laughs> <laughs> for for uh, for your annual Christmas in July promotion, <laughs> I I love your seasonal promotion so much. <laughs> like I I do you don't... get really excited when you get one of my flyers? In the mail? <laughs> That's right. Like I cannot think about Flag Day the same way anymore. <laughs> after after what you did <laughs> this year. <laughs> What did I do this year? <laughs> well, I think you, I think you like wrapped yourself in an American flag and and slept in it and slept in it, <laughs> and then and then gave that it, is patriotism, that's, folks. and then and then sent it to the troops yeah. <laughs> with a with a photo. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, seasonal promotions. Okay, yeah. we're never going to get through this. episode, We are not going to get okay. through this episode. So I've received your holiday cookie assortment. <laughs> Remind me what was it? <laughs> well, hold on. Let me talk about where this tradition comes from in my oh, in my life. This is otherwise known as the memory lane segment. Oh yeah, perhaps you've heard of it. So when I was growing up, um, we had these family friends, the Fretwells, Ed and Barbara Fretwell, and their daughter Leslie Fretwell, uh, who was one grade ahead of me. And when I was a wee 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 young thing, perhaps before I was born, actually, my mom and Barbara started doing holiday baking together every year. And these women were so industrious; they would do, I would say, I'm not exaggerating, eight to ten different types of cookies. Wow. And And because they were making enough of each cookie for each of them to give to all of their various people, I mean, it was like a factory. And they would do all the baking at the Fretwell's house. And every afternoon after school, my mom would pick me up and bring me back to the Fretwell's house. And I have such fond memories of eating like warm, like unsandwiched Linzer cookies. Oh, nice. God, that smell, like when you walk in out of the cold and their, their kitchen floor had these like large terracotta tiles that were like... Like slightly domed. So, Interesting. Like, Did it feel good on your feet? It felt kind of weird to walk across, but I have such strong memories of that kitchen. Of and dropping cookies on the tiles cookies. and then eating them. <laughs> yes, in fact. Anyway, but so um, when I was, I don't know, in my mid-20s, I started, uh, actually around the time I moved to Seattle, so 14 years ago, I started making some of my mom's holiday cookies each year, and I still do it, and now that my mom lives in Seattle, I get to make them with her. I I was just going to ask that. But I, uh, we have only been doing like four or five varieties because I'm no Barbara Fretwell. Yeah. 
Um, so, so, so what, what do we you make? do? So uh, we make the Linzer cookies that my mom and Barbara always made. So those are the ones with, it's like a sandwich cookie with jam in the middle that the top is cut out. Yes. Okay. And uh, dusted with powdered sugar. There's usually some kind of ground up nut in the dough. Uh, in this case, I believe ours is, it's a pecan dough. As I recall, so I think of these as being kind of a uh, the upscale cousin of like a jam thumbprint cookie. Yeah, and you know I think that I don't know. There are some Linzers that are on the more plain end of the spectrum, maybe without nuts in them, and and those sort of feel more like Americana to me, like a jam print cookie. Um, my mom's, yeah, it has um, lemon zest in the dough and pecans, ground up pecans. So it's really like delicious and sophisticated. Is and- that a hard? cookie to make that seems like a lot it's not that hard of work it's really not that hard no because you're doing you're doing almost the entire thing in the food processor okay but not the cutout part uh that is kind of tedious and you have to roll them out thinner than you would think or else you wind up with basically like an ice cream sandwich <laughs> whip kind sure. of cookie so linzer cookies uh we make a toffee that has uh like that instant espresso powder in it and walnuts. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Uh, we make Russian tea cakes, a.k.a. Mexican wedding cookies. A.k.a. Mexican wedding cakes, a.k.a. snowballs, a.k.a. pecan puffs, a.k.a. many other things. Butterballs? I, I feel like some people sure. maybe. Do you know anything about the history of that cookie? I don't. I know nothing. Okay. Okay, great. moving right along. Um, we also made these things called chocolate rads that ran in Bon Appetit when I was a kid and mom tore out the recipe and now we make them. They have like three different types of chocolate in them. It's like a chocolate 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 cookie. Do you know why they're called chocolate rads? Because they have a radical amount of chocolate. Nice. It's very oh. 90s. I, yeah, I really miss being able to say rad. I've, I've like, started saying it again. Is it coming back? Or just, are, you're bringing me, it back? I'm bringing it back. Okay. Uh, let's see. Other things that I've made. So this is a weird thing. Does this count as a cookie? You take a whole bunch of dried <laughs> fruits. Uh, I think it's like a, a piece of salami. A whole bunch of dried fruits and some nuts, and you grind them all separately in the food processor, so they're quite fine, but still like not a paste. Okay. And then you moisten them with brandy, and uh, you basically mash them and roll them into balls, and then roll them in powdered sugar, let them dry out a little bit overnight, and then dip them in chocolate. Okay, I'm a little confused. Why do you grind them separately? Oh, because if you grind them all together, it's like too much in the food processor. Okay, but then then you, and you, you don't mix grind... all the ground bits together, yes. or is it okay? Yes, and then you moisten it with brandy. Is and... that a cookie? Um, like, because you know, we talk about holiday cookies, but the truth is, is I think a lot of holiday cookies verge on candy, verge on what, I mean, what's a whole bunch of like boozed up dried fruit and nuts. Okay, uh, here's I'm gonna you know in the way that uh, Dan Pashman of the Sporkful, our uh, our arch rival, uh, would you know he would try and come up with a rule for what defines a cookie and what's not a cookie. I'm gonna say my rule is if it comes out of a tin. At, uh, at <laughs> near near the end of the year, it's a cookie. Cool. Okay. If not, it's not a cookie. Great. Okay. Cool. So, like, if you open the tin and a snake jumps out, <laughs> not that's a, a cookie. Not a cookie. No, that is a cookie because oh, it came out of a tin. Oh, I understand now. No, refer to the rule. Okay. okay. I have it tattooed on my chest. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you? What what what's your history with holiday cookies? Okay, my history is with holiday cookies is uh, I don't make them. If they're around, I'll eat them. And I, I definitely have strong opinions wow, that's on... that's a rich history. Yeah, it's, it's a storied history. It is. <laughs> if, you, if you refer to this mural, <laughs> which is also on my chest. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> chest murals. They're coming back. Um, but I, I mean, I, obviously, I have strong opinions on like which are my favorites and which are my least favorites. I do like a chocolate rat. I remember those very well. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. toffee is real good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the toffee is is one of my favorites. Oh, peppermint bark. Oh, oh, that's good stuff. That's definitely in the candy department. But by our rule today, it is becoming a cookie. Yes, it's uh, it's finding itself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it it may have been born a candy, but it is a yeah, cookie. Yeah, it's it's okay inhabiting a middle zone. Yes. Anyway, uh, the peppermint bark, I love it. It's it's kind of a fragile thing. I mean, it can be, yeah. it can shatter. It can also like melt. Get, yeah, like instantly. That's the tricky thing with I think a lot of holiday cookie tins is that you've got cookies and you've got candies. Like so, things that can be kept at room temp and things that need to be in the fridge. Yeah, but they're all together in the same tin. And I know I'm guilty of foisting this kind of dilemma upon people every year. Now, what do you do with the tin that I give? Well, when I don't remember, I mean, uh, you know, I I like reach in periodically and eat whatever I pull out, (laughs) even if it's a snake. Uh, (laughs) Do you uh, let me let me ask a related question. How do you pack the tin? Do you. So my my mom has always used those like metal tins that, you know, have really cheesy things on them. Oh, for sure. I still uh, subscribe to that. (laughs) So Uh, you you like the more Norman Rockwelly, the better. I, I'm going to interrupt to say that a few years ago, so uh, I have this habit wherein every time an oven mitt wears out, I will go to um, the uh, Broadway QFC and go to the housewares department in the basement and try and find the cheesiest oven mitt to replace it with. And one time I got one that said, bloom where you're planted on it. And that was my <laughs> finest achievement. And I will never stop saying that. <laughs> oh, that's So if you so give me a tin that said, sweet. bloom where you're planted, I would say this is the best Christmas I'll ever. I'll see what I can do. Anyway, my mom always lined hers with um, colored cellophane. Yes. Um, either green or red. I have a hard time finding the colored kind now, so we just do clear. Okay. And the ones that are cookies, like linzers, those are very stackable. And I always try to stack them so they hit this perfect height where when I fold over the excess cellophane, there's like enough pressure between the cellophane and the lid to keep the linzers in place. Like they're stacked maybe like four high. I am I'm kind of in awe. So I do that. And then um, the things like the toffee, you just kind of pile in there. The things that get sticky, like peppermint bark, I will stack those and then wrap them in wax paper before I put them into the, the tin. Um, do you ever uh, just not put something in the tin and put in a note <laughs> instead? This is like, I don't trust you to care for this cookie properly, but I just want you to know that I made it. So um, a long time ago, like <laughs> uh, like a decade ago, I made these cookies out of Bon Appetit magazine. Rest in peace, Bon Appetit magazine. Still exists. I mean, gourmet magazine. <laughs> I mean, gourmet. Rest in peace, gourmet. I made these cookies called spoon cookies, and the dough had brown butter in it. It was like mm. a shortbread type dough with brown butter in it. And then you would press the dough into the well of a teaspoon so that you got like this, uh, like uh, kind of an egg, almond sh- egg, egg shape, egg yeah. shaped, flat on one side. What, what do you, and like a you cannell? Would, uh, no, no, because you would, flat, just one, you would oh, flatten the part that was facing up. So like a so you were, half a canal. Half a canal. So then you would uh, sandwich two of those with jam. Oh. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, those cookies were so labor intensive that I kind of felt like no one was deserving of that cookie. Like I should keep them all myself because all the pressing 
uh, in into the spoon and the careful extraction. I was like, I've earned these cookies. These yeah. are mine and mine alone. No, I I am absolutely on your team on this one. Anyway, I... they're wonderful cookies, but I've never made them again because no one was worthy of them. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra might be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. It is. It is. I mean, I really love these bras. I have two of them. As you know, does everyone remember what colors I have? I think everyone does. That's right. I have a black one and a vivacious one. I would have gotten that quiz 100% on that quiz. A plus. You know what? Um, I don't know that they're selling the vivacious color anymore. Mm. So So could we have a contest where someone could win? yours <laughs> yes yes stay tuned for the end of this message to find out how to win not at all the the 24 7 t-shirt bra it'll it'll support you in whatever you want to do in how all your that? endeavors yes it's affirming it's supportive it's inclusive of both breasts yes uh, it comes in full sizes and half sizes. Yes. And the other thing is, I mean, you should go to the the Third Love website and look around. This 24-7 t-shirt bra is a fantastic, basic, everyday bra. They also have some real foxy lace situations. Oh, for sure. And also, mm-hmm. I was on, you know, you might be concerned about buying a bra online. Like, what if it doesn't fit? Will I be able to send it back? The answer is yes. Yes. Uh, you know, and how do I know I'm getting the right size? Because, you know, they vary from from uh, manufacturer to manufacturer. They have some great tools on their website for figuring out what's going to be the best fit for you on the first try. And it's so cool that the bras come in half sizes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's basically a, a, a no-lose proposition. You're being propositioned by Third Love. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Um, anyway, you can get the bra. You just pay for shipping. You can wear it for 30 days. Do whatever you do in your bra. If you like it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't like it, send it back. No harm done. And to do that, you will go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Here is um, I, this isn't even on the agenda, but it occurs. This is this is to me the ultimate holiday cookie, even though you know it's not anyone's traditional holiday cookie. And we've talked about them before. It's the it's the Martha Stewart chocolate malt sandwich cookies. Yes, like anytime I've had those at your house. Yes, anytime I can convince. It's my favorite cookie ever. And but, anytime I can convince my wife to make them, there's no reason I couldn't make them. But, but, but hold on, hold on. What makes something a holiday cookie? Because they're no less holiday-y than the chocolate rads. You're you're absolutely right. As soon if you put them in a tin, they would be a holiday cookie. Yeah, you know what holiday cookie I have always wanted to make is one of those like uh, Italian American like rainbow bars. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where it's almost like a really dense cake that's flavored with uh, almond extract, and then it's like you know dyed some sort of horrendous color, and there are three layers of it put together, and it's like sandwiched with chocolate and stuff, or jam, jam and chocolate. I don't know them well enough to to tell you what. Always wanted to make those, but talk about tedious. I don't think I can. I'm just not that kind of. I'm just. We're doing a lot of talking about like cookies that are too hard to make. I is that really the holiday? By the way, I think it, it is Thanksgiving today as people are listening to this episode. Well, American Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving already over. Congratulations. I mean, sorry, uh, Canada. <laughs> why did I say congratulations? Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on beating, you got through you, it. You beat us to the Thanksgiving punch, Canada. Again. Again, year after year, <laughs> Canada shows us up by doing Thanksgiving first. Um, hey, quick question. So, like, you know, now that we're closing in on the old holiday season... 
Uh, yes. What what cookies are are you guys going to make this year? Or are you just going to make Lori make all of them um, as usual? I just realized something, which is also as people are listening to this, the American presidential election is over. <laughs> Oh. Uh, we're taping this before the presidential bleh, the presidential election is over, but, and uh, it seems like an impossible fantasy that it will ever end. <laughs> yep. Okay. So. Uh, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good to be on the other side of this. Oh, I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling relieved just imagining listening to this episode on the day that it comes out. Maybe out of just like the pure bountiful joy that I'll be feeling I'm going to make spoon cookies for everyone for like everyone in America everyone in America and everyone in the world who had to deal with this bullshit yes yes that is how good I'm going to feel when this is over oh yes okay here's here's what I want to make I want to make soda cracker toffee this year what is year. that uh, soda cracker toffee is it's a recipe that uh, you, you put saltines down in a pan and you like put uh, butterscotch or like caramel over them and a layer of chocolate and it's like uh, cheater's toffee kind of people do that with matzah yes it may have originated there as a passover thing that is quite possible and so like on the one hand i'm kind of like well why why would you do that why not just like make a toffee base because it's I, real good yeah i i get it about having the, that salty the cracker salty in there cracker, yeah. i get that it's not it's not like uh, a poor substitute for real toffee. It's a different thing. That I is, get it. That is super good in its own way. Oh man, can we link to a recipe for that? I mean, oh, not yeah. that you need one, but you you probably need one for the caramel part. There there are good soda cracker toffee recipes out there. We'll okay. definitely link to one. Okay, cool. Um, I, I made like this big list of everything I could think of that might be considered a holiday cookie before I came up with the rule of the tin. Mm-hmm. Um, so so let me just go through some of these and and uh, we'll see what we think about them. So uh, <laughs> is, is this like a quiz? True or false? <laughs> true, true or this false? Cookie exists or it doesn't exist? Peanut blossoms. Is that like a buckeye? Is is that the uh, no? Uh, I can visualize a Buckeye and that's different. Peanut Blossoms are the one that's a peanut butter cookie with a Hershey's Kiss stuck in the top. I don't know. Those aren't usually very good. I don't like Hershey's Kisses, but I do like Peanut Blossoms. Like, I, whenever I, whenever I've, run across one I'm like yeah I enjoyed that cookie huh maybe okay. it's because I have low expectations I mean no I think I wouldn't like you know say no to it I mean peanut butter plus chocolate equals delicious however I would rather have a buckeye which is like what the like a uh, state cookie of Ohio or something uh yeah the one that looks like a chestnut is that right or, or like a like a like a buckeye what is a buckeye is that a chestnut like a buck it's like a male deer oh that's what a buckeye is but isn't it doesn't a buckeye also refer to like some kind of nut or something? Maybe, but I always thought that it was a <laughs> looking like an eyeball. I think <laughs> you think I, I'm I mean, wrong. I mean, that's probably no. I think that's probably where the word came from. But it never occurred to Maybe me to go it, so literal. It does with kind it. of. It, you're you're right. It does look more like a chestnut. But anyway, it's basically this kind of like really wonderful kind of crumbly, rich peanut butter ball that is partially dipped in chocolate. Yeah. How about, um, oh, so I, I put on the list um, those haystack cookies that are made with those uh, prefab chow mein noodles covered with chocolate. Wow, these are like all the cookies that like you make when you're a kid. Yes. Wow. I like those. I have not had one in quite a while, and I don't know if I've ever made them, but every time I've had one, like, this is good. It's chocolate you, and it's crunchy. Hey, listen, will you guys make some? At Christmas time, and also some of the soda cracker toffee, so I can try it. Yeah, 
Sure. Well, when I mentioned the the haystack cookies to my wife, she said she, she wasn't sure if that was a holiday cookie. But now that we have a you know, that we have a, rule. a rubric that we can apply. Yeah. Yeah. OK. What about, you know, I feel like the holidays are a great time to bust out fussy cookies like things. That, <laughs> Yo, I'm busting out fussy cookies. <laughs> bust out. I'm sorry. Any time is a good time to bust out fussy cookies. <laughs> just want to keep saying the word fussy cookie. <laughs> I, I mean, it's my favorite thing today. <laughs> anyway, uh, things like like apricot crescents or almond crescents where you're basically like cutting a triangle of dough and then rolling it like a croissant. Like I think of that as okay. like kind of fu- fussy precious. Oh, like, yeah, like, an, like oh, the, the almond crescents, which I put on the list, right? Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, my mom used to make a different version called an apricot crescent. The dough had cream cheese in it. Mm. And then in the middle, um, she would put apricot jam. And then they would be dusted in powdered sugar. So they didn't have any almonds. It was a different kind of thing. Wow, I went into this episode thinking, like, I don't know if I have anything to say about holiday cookies. But uh, it turns out, like, I've, I've like already thought of the next three cookies I want to talk about. Wow, cool. Well, anyway, so... You know, like, I feel like at no other time of the year do people regularly go, hey, I'm going to roll out a whole bunch of dough, cut it into triangles and roll it into precious little croissant. But people will do it at the holidays. Yeah. One time uh, we made homemade crescent rolls, which was not worth doing. I believe it. (laughs) They were fine, but they were not better than the kind from a tube. I believe it. So uh, how do you feel about gingerbread men or gingerbread people? You know, a good gingerbread person is delicious. Which part do you eat first? I think I would start with one of the feet. Yeah, I Or no, I think I'd start with the head. I like the idea of getting rid of the head and then you've got like real perfect symmetry. Like like how they tell you to to like kill a lobster. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would, I would just drive a knife down at sort of the base of, of right. the brainstem. I just throw them directly into a pot of boiling water. The gingerbread men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted to be sure to mention gingerbread men because one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life is an episode of the podcast Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, which uh, it's their gingerbread men episode. And uh, there is there is a long bit about whether you would or would not uh, be indicted for punching a gingerbread man. That is the most outrageous piece of comedy I've ever heard. And awesome. We will link to that. And it would make me so happy if everyone would go listen to that. But the, the episode is extremely foul mouthed and dirty. Um, and uh, that just makes it so much better. Awesome. What about things like spritz cookies? So that those are the ones you make with a cookie press, right? Yes. Um, I have done that. It's it's. I would definitely uh, call it busting out a fussy cookie. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the deal with spritz cookies? Like, I feel like I, the, the cookie press never quite works right. Right. I, I, well, to me, and I, I don't know. Uh, we should call upon our friend Louisa Weiss, uh, the Wednesday Chef, who has just written a book about German baking. I feel like I've learned from her the spritzy chef that there that there is like this real tradition, this like German or Eastern European tradition of of like cookies that are pressed or, or like molded like you know there are a whole bunch of German Christmas cookies where you're basically like pressing the dough into like a like kind of a, a mold to like make oh, a cookie in relief right and I, I, I wonder if spritz cookies sort of come out of a similar tradition I don't know is bringerly a type of thing that's related to this I think that so that word just came to mind I think I, think so. I saw it in the King Arthur catalog maybe yeah I think you're right that's all I know about it cool so listeners let us know what a spring really is. Okay, so I want to talk about something something sad and then go back to something happy so we end on a on a high note. I mean okay. not 
that not that you can't introduce some more stuff. I ha- feel kind of upset when the cookies kind of bump together in the tin and the edges get rounded off oh, and you get yeah. crumbs and like a little bit yeah. of one cookie, like some frosting from a cookie gets onto another kind of cookie. I don't like that. This is why I kind of get so obsessive about how I pack my tin and like how much extra cellophane I leave to fold over the top because it kind of helps fill the nooks and crannies between yes. cookies and and segregates them. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, every holiday baker is as conscientious as you are. I think this is just one of many moments that many evidence ways, yeah. the fact that I am a real Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just going to say a real virtuous person. <laughs> I'm a real virtuous person. Yeah, because I've definitely, I, I, you know, I, when I imagine holiday cookies, like the first image that comes to mind is not a positive one. It's, no. it's like, a, a, you know, like a Ziploc bag with a whole bunch of cookies just getting ground into dust. You know, uh, another thing that can really help keep your cookies intact is um, is like muffin cups or those like yes. little tiny mini okay. muffin yes. cups. So if, if you like, you know, in like a tin of Danish butter cookies, oh, for you know sure. how those yes. are all stacked? Uh, I mean, granted, those have like a little layer of like foam almost between between layers of cookies. Yeah. But anyway, those are all in muffin cups and that really helps. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I do not treat a cookie tin gently. You know, if someone gives me a cookie tin, I will throw it out the window. I like, I like. <laughs> so it's kind of like I'll drag it behind my car. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, oh, so instead of tin cans, when people get married, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly you just it. save all the like Christmas tins from well, the mean, year before. I don't just... want an empty tin can. Like when when I get married, as <laughs> as I do annually, um, you know, I like to I like to put a bu- tie a bunch of cookie tins to the back, and then when we get to the honeymoon suite, we eat. The cookies. You know, there was also that time when, uh, when <laughs> that time that we got married, that, that we got accidentally. Married. No, there was also that time when, uh, instead of the old like seventh grade science project where you had to find a way to suspend an egg within like a milk crate or something and drop <laughs> it off a second, f- find a way to seduce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but do you remember? Was there some project in your school where you had to be able to drop an egg off the second floor yep. of a building without it breaking? Right? Yeah, I was okay. just like. And so flinging eggs. I'm pretty sure that that's like what you're doing with your cookie tins every year. You like, hey, just got the cookie tin from Molly. Time to figure out how to drop it off my apartment balcony without it busting. That's exactly it. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra might be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. It's uh, it's made out of super soft memory foam. It makes you look good. It feels good. What is not to love? And you can get a 30-day free trial by going to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. If you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't, send it back, and they'll charge you nada. Woohoo! So start your free trial now at thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Last thing I got, two words, chocolate crinkles. What do you think? What are they? Are they like chocolate rats, but they're like dusted with powdered sugar or something? Uh, yes. Okay. And so they, they, they bake up with crinkly tops. I think I think if they have a deeply chocolatey flavor, then I'm all for it. But yeah. I, the problem for me with some of these chocolate cookies is they're just not worth it. I well, want like a sometimes chocolate they're made cookie with all to cocoa. like verge on a brownie. Yeah. 
Um, but when when they're good, they do. All right. What else? Anything mm-hmm. else? Don't mind me. I'm just drinking some water here. Okay. Well, you know, we've we've come we've come a long way. Clearly, clearly, baby. I'm, <laughs> yes. Clearly, I'm done because I said that thing about the individual cookie tins. <laughs> and I'm going to feel bad about it for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm done too. <laughs> but it's okay because the election's over, and I feel good about that. Woo! I think, unless it turned out wrong, Spoon in which case I feel bad for about it. Everyone, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll link to that episode of Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. We'll link to to a recipe for chocolate malt sandwich cookies. We'll link to the recipe for soda cracker toffee. Anything else? Uh, we can link to the recipes for the things that I mentioned. Uh, some of them are on my blog. I believe the toffee's on my blog, the Russian tea cakes, uh, the spoon cookies, fruit nut balls. Yeah. All those things. Great. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and tell us uh, which holiday cookies we forgot because mm-hmm. I'm sure we did. Mm-hmm. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, much appreciated. Always. Um, happy American Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks to our producer, Abby Circatella. Uh, I'm stalling because I do not have a closing joke. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Happy holidays. And don't forget to wrap yourself in the national flag of your choice. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. really long setup for a bit for that a did not pay off <laughs> that all right that's fine abby <laughs> um, <laughs> cut, cut that whole bit out or christmas is ruined reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil 